This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Focusrite and Sure Microphones. Welcome to the Talking Tech Podcast with Church Production Magazine. My name is Brian Blackmore. I'm the editor at Church Production. Um, with me today is Josh Etheridge. He's a film producer and director at Blue Ridge Community Church in Forest, Virginia, which is right outside uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, Josh is going to be a presenter at the upcoming Capture Content Creation Summit, August 4th and 5th, 2020, at Prestonwood Baptist Church in the Dallas, Texas suburb of Plano. So Josh is going to be teaching several classes with us. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background on Josh, I want to let him uh, speak for himself. But Josh is, uh, besides being full time at Blue Ridge, uh, has produced projects for Vogue magazine, uh, Rock and Ice magazine, uh, and was recently named Best Wedding Filmmaker in the World by Harper's Bazaar. So it's exciting, uh, Josh, for you to be able to kind of have your feet in both worlds. Uh, as a, a church filmmaker and doing a lot of this independent stuff. So how does that work? And maybe you could give us a sense of some of the projects that you're working on now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to be at Capture. Excited to be able to talk to you guys right now. I'll, um, I'll jump off what you just said because actually, so I got started in weddings and I was working with a company, East West Productions. And East West was recently named the best wedding filmmakers in the world, the Harper Bazaar, just this past year. And so I've been um, here at the church now and sort of got started with East West just a couple of years ago. And we still work from time to time, um, shooting, you know, whenever they have some bigger projects. But yeah, definitely have a foot in both worlds. That's for sure. Um, so I run a business and we do a lot more of like the fashion uh, commercial side of things. That's where we've gotten to work with Vogue and North Face and some really great companies. And all the while on staff here at Blue Ridge, um, which is great because a lot of what we do with the commercial stuff informs how we approach our team and how we uh, approach production here at the church. <clears throat> so getting started, um, yeah, I guess it was probably about four or five years now that I was working in weddings. And at least for me, my story, um, I would go to bed at night after shooting these weddings and I would be sort of restless because I'd had this ongoing thought of one day I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to hold before him a bunch of wedding films. And that's what I've devoted my life to. And so for me, I just kind of had this like restlessness and this discontent um, that I, I think is from God. And <clears throat> all the while I had been serving on the worship team here at Blue Ridge. And so then one day they uh, called me in and asked if I'd join staff as a filmmaker. And so it's cool because God had already sort of been preparing my heart for that and, and giving me a discontent there. So when they asked, I... I jumped in and um, I never stopped doing commercial stuff on the side. Um, so I sort of maintained that. And so now at this point, yep, I'm full-time here at Blue Ridge. And then I oversee my uh, team uh, on the side. And so we kind of got both things going on right now. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Like how is the team structured and what kind of content do you find yourself doing most regularly at Blue Ridge? At Blue Ridge, yeah. So there are two of us on staff, uh, myself and a guy named Logan. And so we're the only two on staff specifically for video. 
we hold the title producer. Um, just this past year, actually, uh, 2019, we started our film team, uh, opened it up as a serving opportunity. We had sort of tried in the past, but didn't really have any great luck with uh, servers coming along. And something changed. God really brought people this past year. And so sort of our structure is from programming. We have got a programming team to program our services. That comes down once we program a video element. That comes in um, to our our studio here in this room. And we have a team. We meet every Monday. And with that team, we're sort of going over more community than projects. So we are really invested in each other's lives. And when projects come up, we, we sort of send out the invite to our whole team and they can join us on those shoots if they're able to. Um, and it's been really, really great because, again, what I was saying with uh, learning the commercial side of things is commercial stuff is based off you have a role and a position and that's your contribution to the team and obviously a creative voice and collaboration. So we've first uh, film team meeting that we had with our servers, we sort of like put out this paper and just said, hey, what are you guys interested in? Label them one through 10, whether it's audio, director of photography, directing, producing, editing, all that stuff. Um, and really put people in order of where they belong and started training people in those crew positions. So at this point, it's really great. We've got a really strong team. I love our guys um, and Gales. <laughs> and, uh, but it's really cool because we do get to operate much more like a production where we'll just say, all right, first AC, second AC, gaffer, key grip, producer, and sort of send it all out, give everyone the info and, uh, and produce some projects. So two, two people on staff, uh, what's the size of the volunteer base that you can call on? We have 10 consistently. We've got like a core team of 10 um, who are usually meeting here on Monday nights uh, as our like community time. But it sort of flexes when, when school is in, when it's out. It was sort of we're in between 10 and 20 generally, but 10 is our core. Okay. So uh, you got started in, uh, in wedding photography, wedding videography, and it's kind of blossomed from there. Um, was there yeah. any sort of, I don't know, interest in the field prior to starting with wedding videography? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up, I'm the youngest brother. I've got three older brothers and one sister. And so my brothers and I, I mean, growing up, always had our parents' camera and were shooting, you know, funny videos, that kind of thing, trying to make our own little short films as kids. Um, and I was in school for music at Liberty University. Um, and at some point I just decided to buy a DSLR and sort of rode that wave of new filmmakers coming in through DSLR, uh, filmmaking. And that's when I jumped into shooting weddings with Caleb Lee, the owner of East West. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't have any professional background. I sort of jumped in with, East West doing weddings and developed style, responsibility, all that growing up stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it sort of took off from there. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe a, a project that you either completed recently at Blue Ridge or that you are that you're working on now or maybe on the books for, for the coming rest of the year? Yeah. Um, so I guess the one that stands out is we're, we're definitely in experimental mode right now, which is great. I think we've earned trust with our leaders and the leadership here at Blue Ridge, and we've been doing like a lot of experimenting. We have been exploring whether short films work in a church setting or not. That's something, you know, as like storytellers that we're really passionate about doing short films, doing some narrative work, 
aside from like concepty films and and stories and that kind of thing. So the big thing is like we know short films are important. We know films are important. We know narrative pieces are important. Um, but does it work on a Sunday morning? Is that the right outlet for it? People come in with an ex- expectation. Is a short film right for that kind of thing? So this past year, right towards the end of 2019, we decided to give it a try and um, and produce a uh, maybe seven-minute short film. I don't remember if it's seven or nine minutes. Seven to ten-minute short film to basically take a spiritual concept or like a metaphor, something that our pastor would be like, yeah, this is a story I would tell to convey the message. Then we sort of put that in script form and, uh, and experimented with that. And so we're like still sort of trying to figure out if, if it's an effective medium to be able to communicate a lesson or not. But we did um, decide to give it another go this year and so we've got one, we don't have a script or anything. We don't know what the topic is going to be, but we basically have like budgeted it out. All right, we're going to try and do one narrative short film that we can cast, produce like we would um, whether for a commercial job or a festival type situation. Um, so what was the outlet for the one you did last year? Well, we used it in a service. Oh, okay. Yeah, we use it in a service and uh, have also just put it out online and that kind of thing, see if it connects with a larger audience in that way. So how was that received? Does it seem to fit the service environment or maybe uh, maybe you need to do some more research on that? Yeah, we're, uh, it's kind of hard to say. So it seems like it was received well. People understood it. We, we put it out in front of a test uh, group before we shared it on the Sunday morning um, to, and asked them like very directed questions. What is this film saying? Who are the characters? What are their relationships with each other? Like, all those kinds of things to see if, if one, if people even understand what the message is. Um, and we didn't want it to be a churchy example. We wanted it to be something that stands on its own two feet over here that can be used as a picture to try and get an emotional impact that doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to check every box of, of a metaphor, if that makes sense. Our character doesn't need to be God. He doesn't need to represent God in every single way. But if that's going to be our figure, then we just need to make sure that the the metaphor, you know, works much like Jesus's parables. I think the thing that we learned is that people need to expect it. People come in, they sit down, and then if all of a sudden a nine-minute short film plays and it takes everyone off guard, it's distracting. So I think we need to do some more like setup with it and make sure that everyone who is there knows what's about to happen. So it's not like expecting someone to give their testimony and you end up watching a short film and you're just confused. <laughs> awesome. We'd love to hear more about that at the event coming up in August, and maybe you have produced that second film and maybe have some more information for us on, on what works and, and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, speaking of capture, uh, Josh, you uh, have attended the event before while it was here in Raleigh, uh, not too far from Lynchburg, about three hours drive, I believe it was. So if somebody were to ask you to describe capture you know, to somebody you met on the street, how, how would you describe the capture event to maybe a, a fellow church filmmaker? Yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, for one, just to be overly general, it's a filmmaking conference. Um, so you're going to be coming in, meeting like-minded people, those who are doing ministry uh, full-time, part-time, or serving, and are passionate about improving and learning from each other. So um, when I went, that's exactly what I experienced. I saw people who had been doing it for years 
and people who had just sort of stepped into the game and, um, you know, got to meet some other other filmmakers um, who were attending and really connected with others who were sharing. And uh, yeah, I, I would say you come in, you're going to hear about lighting, audio, post-production, pre-production, everything that goes into making a film and then specifically how to use it as ministry. Okay. Well, Josh, you'll, you'll be, uh, we've got you down for two classes. Um, right now, both of those classes are scheduled to be taught twice. One is called editing your project for story and impact. And the other one is on lighting. Uh, the title, the working title right now is called lighting like Netflix. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what, uh, people might learn in both those sessions? Yeah, for sure. I would say that I am a DP first, uh, learning to be a storyteller first. I sort of got into this whole thing loving imagery and have realized that that's not good enough to, uh, that alone won't get you what you want. So um, you pair that with story. So I think the two are great. Lighting like Netflix and editing your project for story and impact are the two things that I've definitely learned through my journey. Um, to be very practical, I am really, really passionate about lighting. I came in sort of, you know, self-taught in the wedding industry and learning how to use natural light, and that was it. So I was always taught, turn off all the lights in the building, make sure you have one light source, one color source, you don't have mixed color temperatures. And then I would get into editing and really not know anything about color grading and just try and push it in different areas and really end up destroying the image. Um, so at this point, you know, five years down the road and looking up everything I can about lighting and then really being informed by these commercial jobs that we've been doing, um, I have learned a lot about mixing color temperatures using tungsten, daylight balanced lights, and coming into a project with your color grade in mind and lighting for that. So for example, there's like a warm tungsten light on my face. There's daylight in the background right now, daylight balanced. So you sort of get like a warmth and a cool. You get uh, color theory where you've got complementing color, complementing tones. And that's the kind of thing that I'm really passionate about. So you come into this thing, you know, you want those teal shadows and that warm warm skin tone like you see when you watch a Hollywood or Netflix movie and you have no idea how to get it. You think it's all color grading when it's a big combination between lighting and, and color grading and sort of coming into it with that expectation. So that's what we're going to be going over is, um, you know, using tungsten lights, daylight balance lights, mixed color temp in 4200, what it looks like when you combine the two, what happens to daylight when you do cool your camera down to 3200, how it naturally gives you some teal and cinematic tones that can inform your color grade and the and the pre-production side of it so that's it on lighting and then uh, as far as editing your story for project and impact um, we're going to be talking about when you have those one you know 40 minute uh, long interviews hour-long interviews hour and a half interviews and you've got to cut that down to three to five minutes somehow uh, what things do you cut what don't you cut? Brutal. Oh man, it's hard. Painful. It's hard, and and I feel that responsibility. This is a someone's huge story, their life story. God has done so much, and you've got to be that that final editor, that final director to reshape that story and edit it for for the most impact, where people can experience God, experience their emotion, leave room for breath and that kind of thing, so you kind of feel like it's natural, but um, get right to the point. So. 
you know, informing how do you make those decisions along the way? What kinds of things can you do to make it easier? Um, how do you take all that stuff and thread one story throughout and just sort of trim everything else off? So we'll get our hands hands wet there. Okay. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Josh, thank you for sharing today. We look forward to uh, to learning more and hearing more of your story. Uh, again, at the Capture Content Creation Summit, uh, August 4th and 5th at Prestonwood Baptist Church in Dallas. So Josh Etheridge, uh, film producer and director at Blue Ridge Community Church, thank you so much for your time today. All right, thank you. Looking forward to being there. This podcast has been brought to you by Focusrite and Sure Microphones.